Hello Rockers and Mercurians, it's Rock Mercury here and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. So today we're going to be discussing the big old scary recession that's happening right now or allegedly happening. Um, We're going to discuss it, we're going to talk about some different techniques that can support you in surviving this recession that's going on and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about recessions. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like it's, a lot of people are very stressed about the situation, but I want to talk about it now. Today I kind of had like a little bit of a little break from my my diet, my strict diet. If you guys know, I've been doing a blood cleanse, kind of um, like no sugars, no grains, no um, just a lot of a lot of teas and amaranth and. You know, I've been doing really good on it, uh, but today something in my spirit was like, I want this shroom burger from um, from V Gains here in L and um, Los Angeles City of the Champions or um, Inglewood City of the Champions. That's where they are. It's delicious. If you've seen my page, you know I eat there often. Love them. I went into the actual store this time. They were like, "It's Rock Mercury. Hey, how you doing?" I was like, "Oh my goodness, how y'all doing? Thank you so much for you know providing great food." And they gave me a free. Um, sea moss drink in a glass, honey. Yes, in a glass jar. I did a, did a video about it, but they gave me a glass um, sea moss with blueberry drink. It was delicious. Um, they just showed love. You know, they said they loved my videos and they watched them all, and I just really appreciated it. Um, but I do feel like because I ate that, which was amazing, it was such a delicious, delicious burger. You'll see it on a video coming soon because I didn't do a live video because I, I went, I took it to the beach, and it was, you know, there was no signal at the beach. And so um, I'm just glad I went because I went at the right time when the owner was there. And it was just, he was just so kind to me. He's always the kindest to me. So I really appreciate um, my t- team at V-Gains. They're amazing. But now I'm going to have something from the person who even told me that V-Gains even existed, which is Victor Bowman, Dr. Sebi's son, Victor Bowman. Um, you can check him out. His company is BilingoBalance.com. They're amazing. They have been super just supreme um, with their products. Love, love, love them. I have some guaco tea here. So I'm be drinking this guaco tea. I made a whole bunch of it now. It's a strong tea. It's a very strong, but it's a very cleansing tea. It, um, I don't put any sugar in there. I just cooked it for about a couple hours just now. I let it just steep and, you know, get nice and strong. So here is this guaco tea. I'm going to be sipping on this. Um, if you see my face kind of go, ooh, because it is a strong tea. Oh my God, yeah, she's strong. It's a strong, strong tea. Um, but it's very cleansing, so I'm going to be drinking this t- because I had that that burger today. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good! It was so it was worth it, worth it, worth it, worth it, worth it. Um, but yeah, so let's drink this and talk about this recession because as disturbing as a lot of people feel this recession is, in reality, it is a wealth transfer that's happening right now. That means the wealth is transferring from some people who are unfortunate to some unfortunate people who are getting their wealth transferred and going to be transferred the next few year or months or depending on how long this recession lasts that's going to be happening but it's also a huge opportunity for anyone in a position to be able to invest um going forward now this is not financial advice i'm just discussing what i feel about the recession we're going to talk about some things regarding it but this is not financial advice you talk to your cpa talk to whoever you trust whatever but we're going to be discussing it very important to discuss this um Let's jump into this tea. Ooh, let me try a little bit of this first. Ooh, ooh, this 
too strong. Oh my gosh. Every time it hits me, it's hard to like get used to it. Um, oh my God, this tea is like, but you know what? It's cleansing me. I'm gonna keep on going. Get your tea from Blingo Balance. They're not all like this strong, but this one particularly. Oh goodness. Mm. Goodness, goodness. Um, she Love says, you mad cute. Thank you so much. Um, hold on, you guys. I see somebody, somebody who's probably a troll in here. Um, okay, so, and then Monk, Monk says, Monk Walking says, just so you know, this happens every 10 to 12 years. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it does. It do, it's a cycle that does happen, but every one of them is different. Everyone's for a different reason. Um, but it does, it is a cycle. That's something I do want to chat about too, that this is something that you're going to survive if you can keep your mind together. That's one of the biggest parts. A lot of people in the last recession, like they lost their minds. They're used to having so much things. Um, and when they lost it all, they felt like their value as a person left as well. And they, um, you know, some of them just went insane. And they, it's like, it, it, it was very challenging for a lot of people. And it is a lot of lives that were literally lost because of this last year. So that's also why I want to chat about this and the importance of mental health to a supposed alleged recession. I'm not trying to uh, fear monger anyone into thinking that's what's happening, but we can see the, I mean, the writing's on the wall. The writing's very much on the wall. Um, and so just to th let's talk about what a recession is for a moment first. Um, it's basically when the markets are, n are now going down instead of like a consist like up from a certain period of time. Like there's there's different definitions of it, but basically the markets are now going down for a long enough time to declare that it's a recession compared to a growth in the markets or the stock markets or the housing markets or um, I mean crypto shouldn't be involved in this. Like that's such a new market. I don't know I don't know if it's included in this, but it is down quite a bit. It's down people are People are like losing their shirts in crypto. So I don't I don't invest in crypto even though I do have an NFT project. I when I get my NFTs they sell, I literally cash out immediately. I'm cash. I'm like, oop, nope. I'm not trying to hold nothing in there because it's too volatile for me. Um but other markets that are more stable, like the real estate market, the stock market is usually a little bit more like predictable in a way. Um, even those markets are crashing for a lot of people right now. And so I wanna discuss that. Mm. I want to discuss some of the things you can do. Now, the main thing that I feel like that um, we can do in this situation is to up our income. For, well, up our income, yes. I do. I know some people. People will say, "Well, save the money. Save the money you you're, that you're making. Like, make sure you're saving and cutting your expenses." And I do feel like that's important. Some people will say, "No, it's not important. Just up your income." And I do think up your income is the most important thing. Um, as far as like, you know, whether it's a side hustle, whether it's a business and businesses specifically is what I'm going to talk about here today. But um, I do think it's important to up to focus on upping your income more than saving because you can only save so much. Like at some point you're going to be as a whole family sharing a, a, um, a square sugar cube or something or like a like everybody gets a half of this grape, you know, or like a quarter of this grape, depending how big your family is. Like it's only so much you can cut down on. So the, if your focus is on trying to cut, 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 um, what are you gonna do? Start digging a hole into, um, into your bank or something, into your, like, you, like there's only so much you can cut down. 
Um, but it's the same energy that was that because it does take energy to save. It does. It does take a lot of energy. I remember growing up and seeing um, my mom and my grandmother and like a lot of a lot of my family just like going through and trying to find which coupons work for what. And I'm not dissing coupon cutting. That's fine, I guess. But like the time that they spent um, cutting coupons could be the literal same time that they spent learning the stock market or learning how to make their money that they had work for them or have a um, start a business that um, like a lot, a lot of companies, if you, st- if you spend that same time starting a business, you can get funds even just having a company. Not, not even saying you have a successful company, just the fact that you have a company at all that um, gives you opening to different types of loans that are out there from um, from the banks, from the government, from... Um, Mm. there's different kind of industry loans like different companies will give you credit give give you credit based on the fact that you have a company itself um there's just so there's a lot of different opportunities and that the energy and time is about the same that you would take to go cut coupons up and so i do feel like sometimes we feel like oh saving is not a big deal we just got to save 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 and we have to find new ways to cut like if, if there's not enough revenue coming in how much you're gonna cut? You know, how much are you gonna cut? Like, what is it? What is that gonna do for you? You know, like that's the real, that's the important thing to kind of understand. Like, what is it? What are you gonna do once you get to that bare space? When you get to that very bare minimum space of like, what do I have left to? What do you have left to cut? So that's what I want to talk about. That's why. Um, the good thing about starting a business is that it doesn't rely on your actual credit itself. Um, you can start something, you can start something that's like an an external entity than you. It's not technically a part of your social security, not technically a part of your, of you as um, a family, as a person, whatever. Like it's a separate entity that even your family can help you run it together. Like you guys can really run an actual business and make profit that, that way. Or even just like the fact that you have a company get like apply for these programs. Um, that they're not giving to people in these recessions because they feel like the companies are the way to um, to help fuel the fuel our way as a society out of these recessions. So I just think that like looking at these, looking at all your options and aggressing towards upping the, the amount of income in these times and giving yourself more buying power so that you can get amazing deals during this recession because people are going to be buying properties like crazy. They're going to be buying mm, assets like crazy right now at, at a lower rate than ever. We're used to hearing the stories about people losing everything, but we really need to focus on the story of investors buying everything in these times. And yes, it's unfortunate. And yeah, in the past, I would think, oh, that's so terrible. Like people benefiting from the demise of others, from the fact that other people are losing their homes, losing their cars, losing losing their shirt out their back, you know, all these kind of things or having to sell it or in tough situations where, you know, you're buying an estate with everything in it because of this, because of the situation, they have nowhere to move their stuff and you're just buying it all. Like these situations, like, yeah, they're tragic, but somebody's going to buy it. Somebody's about to buy these, these, these situations and they're all assets, you know, like these things are not, um, what makes a person a person. Like these are, situations that people couldn't afford with that situation they got into. So either you buy it or somebody else is going to buy it. It's not like it's because you feel bad and like, I don't want to buy that. I don't want to be a part of that. That doesn't mean that it's going to be off the market or that there's not, there's not going to be a profit to make. 
Like imagine buying something for half the price that is worth on the market, on the on the normal healthy market, and then selling it for double that the price of what it's actually worth. So that means you're making, you know, what is that? Like 70, 80% or something of it, or like more. I mean, I don't, like you're making tons, you can make a ton of money or a um, ton of profit and leverage in these kind of moments if you have buying power, which is why it's super important to be able to up your income in these times, to be able to up it as much as possible. I thought I heard something outside. Um, that's the, that's the space. Like that's the space we gotta be thinking in at, at this moment now. Like they're not gonna tell, it's not gonna be a big thing on the news that we're like, we're in a recession, we're in a recession. They're not gonna just stay it blatantly until it's already over. And honestly, we've already been in it, according to the definition of, re- of a recession. Let's ask Suri exactly what the definition of a recession is. I'm very curious what Suri has to say about this. Um, hey, Suri, what is the definition of a recession? Recession means a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced generally identified by a fall in GDP in two successive quarters. Do you want to hear the remaining one? Yes. It means the action of receding, motion away from an observer. All right. Um, round of applause for Suri. You know, Suri is my guest star on on um, on the, the Rock Mercury podcast, the only one that I allow on here. You know, at some point, I feel like I'm about to start crediting crediting her in, in these, like for real crediting her, because that's how the AI is going. AI is still, is moving up. You know, AI is going to be more and more important as time goes. Um, and they're going to want their rights. And they're going to want their credit. Good luck. So thank you, Suri. I appreciate you. I promise I won't replace you with Google's Cortana or the Google Assistant. Not just yet. Until I get my new phone. Um, but... Oh my goodness, you guys, like, we have been in this then for a while. I mean, I know they say per quarter, but we know, we've seen the markets crashing. We've seen um, the lack of, um, I don't know, just, just like the, the change, the change in the in money flow and people's, the pe- people like spending on things they don't really need me. Like, it's been going down a lot because their money's not there the same way. Mm. Just yesterday, I was watching a video about creator uh, um a creator recession a creator crisis basically because I, I, I don't know if you guys know but a lot of creators including myself we have sponsors we have sponsors we have we're part of um partner programs and creator content like we're part of creator what do you call them um like creator programs that just incentivize us to make more content and a lot of these programs, especially the sponsorships, they're pulling back because people are spending less. People are like nervous about their income. They're nervous about, you know, buying something new in the world. But that doesn't mean that the things that they have aren't being sold. That doesn't mean that there's not crazy, amazing deals that are once in a lifetime. And it's like they, we always talk about in the last recession in 2008, um, I think the probably one before. Was there, I think that's the last big, big one that everyone talks about, 2008, 2009. Um, we talk about how many, how many people lost everything, but we don't talk enough about how many people got crazy, crazy rich and wealthy, how many billionaires were made in that same exact time because they didn't choose fear. It comes down to that, and honestly, I mean, it's, it's, 
like even when you feel like you're like, oh, well, I want to do the right thing. I don't want to benefit off that. That's still a fear too. You're fearing doing the wrong thing. I want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to take advantage of this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like that's, that's still a type of decision made in a space of fear. It's like, well, if I do this and I'm going to be considered this and people are going to think this about me, then who cares what people think? You'd be rich. You know, this is going to be sold by, it's going to be bought by someone, by someone, even if you don't buy it yourself. That's some real talk. And it's hard because I have to tell myself that over and over again. Because I, like, sometimes we can look at the wealthy and demonize them and then wonder why we're broke. Wonder why, like, oh, goodness, like, I wish I had that. Like, those rich people, they don't, they're getting more than they deserve. Like, oh, gosh, if I had that and they're, they're so ungrateful and they're this and they're that. And it's like, well, okay, well, if you demonize these rich people, how are you going to have any wealth coming to like these rich people hang out together how are you going to be friends with these rich people if you're demonizing them like you you won't even be in the same room to make the deals with these rich people to stay rich yeah, yeah you may win the lottery may very very small chance there's families who played it every day for their life and none of them won whole families just playing playing it religiously nobody won a doggone thing so what chances do you have of yourself winning it and even if you did win it could you keep it People all the time lose, like, I won $100 million off the, off the lottery. Lost it all. End up, you know, depressed on substances. End up taking their lives, some of them, because they just don't, like, they can't believe they spent that much money. I know recently, um, some, was it some rapper? I forget which, which rapper was it? It was a rapper that talked about how they lost, like, $70 million. Was it, was it a rapper or an artist? It was, some, it was a public figure who lost $70 million and they were thankful about it because it taught them a big lesson and their, and their wife helped them to raise their network back up to $2 million. So from 70 to now they're at two and they're happy there. Because it's just like, they were just, he couldn't believe he lost that 70, but once he learned how to use money, they were able to, to still be able to like live off of a smaller $2 million. That would have been nothing to them when they had that 70 million but they just ran through it because they thought it was endless. They didn't have their money working for them. You know, they weren't utilizing the different loopholes. Like this whole system is corrupted. Let's not be, let's not be confused that this money system is not like favorable to most. Like it's not like a, a system that's supposed to make sense fully. It's gonna have corruption in it. So if you want, if you, but it is necessary. Wealth is necessary to live comfortably. Like, broke people are more stressed in this particular kind of environment of capitalism. Yeah, there's some countries where people have nothing and they live happily. Well, their system's different. Like, they don't, they may not have the same government system as we do. Like, maybe they have more accessible to them for no money at all. You know, there's a lot of people who have that in different, different countries that just don't have this type of structure. Like, they're more community-based, which theoretically is healthier than what we're doing here. But the fact is that if you're watching this, there's a good chance that you're in a, a space that's, you know, capitalist or, you know, or other types of other types of governments that, you know, value production of income. You know, they're not nobody's letting you just sit around and not produce something and then get rewarded. Like they're not letting that happen as much in in these types of money centric, you know, central bank central bank type of societies. You know, it's almost like they want us to see the people and, you know, the like the unsheltered people, the, home, the homeless people on the streets and things. They want us to see what can happen if we don't pull it together, if we don't 
work our behinds off, you know, and, and produce and produce, produce. And so if we're choosing to stay in these societies, then we're going to need to figure out how the rich are staying rich, you know, because you can really run through that. You can run through 70 million. It sounds like so much and people wish they had 1 million. You can really run through that. There's enough out here. To, to, there's, a, there's a few purchases you can make besides the taxes you have to pay on everything. Like there's a few purchases you can make that can make you lose all that. A few types of cars, a few types of houses, you know, a, an expensive daily rate of money, you know, it's like a whole different situation out there. So, um, the official, the official King Kanye says, I don't have spare cash, bro. Well, your name should not be the official King Kanye if you don't have spare cash, because Kanye is a billionaire. So that's the wrong name. You should need to get a broker name. Um, but... <laughs> Um, but to answer you, to, to, to comment on that, I don't have spare cash. No one said you had to have spare cash. You have to make spare cash. Like, you, you have to have a side hustle. You have, to, you have to up your income so that you do have spare cash. You know, none of this cash is spare. It needs to be working for you. These cash needs to be investing either in the markets of the, your industry or within your own company, using it to invest within your own company to grow, to grow it. You know, like, it's not like... Nobody has spare cash. We don't want, like, even the richest people, they're, they, they're only taking the money out of their accounts that they need for that moment. The richest, richest ones have a lot of their money in life savings accounts that create an, their own bank system for them. It's like a loophole in the, in the, in the government. Like, it's not, not, not even that many people know about it, but they're able to keep their money in a life insurance policy, pull out what they need, and still be gaining interest on the full amount. It's insanity. Like, there's so many different loopholes that we don't think about because we've always been so used to being broke or not having enough to to play in the market or to be a part of the system that's at play right now. So we have to think about not what you don't have, but what you can make. Like, what is what is the situation, you know? Like, what is a situation that you're thinking, oh, this person, the official King Kanye thought that they were joking. I see what they're saying now. They're about to get blocked right now. But it's funny they thought they were joking, but I just read them to feel because they're too broke to even have spare cash, but they're trying to say something to me. But I'm going to block them because I know what they're trying to say now. Um, but I just know who I am. I know that I'm richer than them and their whole family. So they're not taking this knowledge. They're too ignorant to take this knowledge. So just go ahead and block them out of this situation. Um, and then let's go ahead and like, you know, mute them as well so that their comments mean nothing like they do. They mean nothing at all. So, good, perfect. Um, oh, God, it's funny when somebody tries to get you and you read them to filth. Well, they are filth, so nothing, nothing wrong with that. But anyway, so back to what I was saying before I was really interrupted by that dusty person that had the block. Um, it's just important to look at what's possible for your situation like what's possible for what's like what's available what resources are available from where you're at right now you know what resources what resources are available for you and don't miss out on creating a company you, it only takes like you can you can get you can create a whole company in around a month you know you create a whole business a whole different entity you know, like, and yeah, it's great to have a lawyer to help you with that, but there's also ways to do it on your own if you know the paperwork. You can even YouTube it and kind of go through every step together with with a YouTube video, like, and figure out how to, like, set, your, set yourself up for success. You know? 
it's super important to just like know that these options are out here and that there's people um there's people getting wealthy in these times like yeah there's recessions happening it's they want you to be afraid of it and to be paralyzed by fear so that your assets can be seized and sold to the highest bidder who's gonna pay they're gonna pay sometimes less than what you owe like on the house that they're gonna pay like you're gonna like less than what you've already paid on your properties you could have already paid half of the property down. They're going to end up paying and buying the whole thing for what you've already paid. And it's going to seem unfair, but it's because you weren't in a position to buy the, buy properties like they were. Like they're in a position to invest, you know, but a lot of us are thinking in that check paycheck to paycheck kind of mindset where we just don't have, we just don't, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. Like that person was trying to, was trying to rise me saying like, I don't have spare cash, bro. Trying to act like, you know, Trying, trying to talk mess about me or whatever, but a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel like they don't have anything spare to invest within the markets, to invest within themselves. Like, it's super important to realize that even if you have a little, you still have a lot of potential of what you can provide and sell, you know? What you can, what you can offer. You know, you can offer... You can even like you can even offer the process of getting a business started. You can have videos and you know a course on just starting it. Like have people have people watch you go through it and paid to watch you so, so they don't make the they don't bump their heads on the same things that you bump your heads on. You know transparency is uh, something that's you know that you can profit off of. It's a profitable thing. Seeing transparency in a process, people will pay for that if it's, if it's packaged the proper way. People can will pay for transparency. So I'm going to start braiding my hair as we're talking. Just because I'm going to go to bed soon after, like, after we chat about this recession. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just, it's super important to just to recognize that fear really is never the answer. Like, I think the only time fear is the answer for anything is if, like I, like I said this multiple times before, but like, Fear is only the answer if, you know, you're running from a, a tiger or a lion. You're running from actual danger in that moment. You know, then that fear is propelling you to safety. Other than that, and even then, it's not even fear. It's more of like a reaction. It's like, okay, like, let me let me get some adrenaline. Let me get out of there. Because if you fear, even in that moment, you can be paralyzed and be, the, um, be that tiger or that lion snack. You know, and that's honestly, that's honestly more true. So I guess there's no reason for fear. Because if you do, if you're fearful in a moment where it's a tiger or something chasing you, you're going to freeze. And that tiger's going to be like, ooh, yes. I get like a nice, a nice sitting meal, a nice sitting duck here. I mean, let me go and just grub on down because I'm hungry, you know. And it's just, it's, it's not really the best way to react to really anything. Um... It's just not the best way for anything. I don't even, I don't think it's even, I'm trying to figure out one case study where it would be helpful, but maybe, maybe to avoid the tiger in general, maybe the fear says, you know what, maybe don't go into this jungle alone. Maybe don't go into this tiger, this tiger infested forest, you know, like maybe that's, that fear can be helpful in that kind of context. Um, and even that's like more of an instinct. It's like, yeah, this looks sketchy. Let's not go in here. Like that's a, more of an instinct than a fear. So I, I just don't know if, I, if there's any use for fear. But when you hear the word recession, and when you remember what happened the last one and how many people lost everything, it's hard not to 
go straight towards that zone of fear. It's challenging to to like see anything, any other reaction as a proper reaction to such, you know, terrifying realities that people are experiencing within these recessions. You know, it's very, it can be terrifying for people. So I just think that this is a time to prepare yourself to not be fearful as the realities of this recession that's allegedly happening, you know, start to affect you. Because I do feel like it's going to affect all of us, even the investors. It's affecting them. It's affecting them in a way that happens to be beneficial for them because they were prepared and they were set up and they had some cash available. You know, they didn't think like, oh, let me put all this money in the crypto market and hope I get a crazy game with these other crypto people. Like, I hope that, you know, I just get like all of this random. Like the second you see random people just buying things they don't even know about, they have no history these projects came out of nowhere with anonymous owners and stuff. Like, that's not how the stock market is. In the stock market, you know who's the owner of these companies. You know the history of what's going on with these companies because you can research it. With crypto market, people are buying so much thinking it's going to go up like crazy based on something they literally don't know. Like, there's not even... If you don't know even who the person that designed it, you don't know the artists, you don't know the people who designed the, the um, crypto contracts for these coins... But yet, we can we think we can make an educated um, purchase or or investment on these, and then it's gonna be okay in the long run. Absolutely not. Like it's it was never like that. So when people want that quick situation, and so if you set yourself up in a way to where you never thought that way, and you had your money set up to where you had some cash, let's say in a life insurance policy, and you're able to pull out enough to make this investment to buy this at a discounted price, now you're not only getting interest from that life insurance policies, um, the money that you put out, but that's already gaining you know, high percentages of inter- interest per year. You're also making that money that you pulled out that you borrowed from yourself, from your own bank, technically. Um, you're making that money work for yourself, for you. You're letting that money be gaining like double, it's gaining double. It's, it's tax-free when it's a life insurance, you're able to do it so that you're paying the taxes ahead of time, so anything you gain, you're not you're not to get taxed on. A lot of times, check with your CPA, check with the life insurance agent that you know is um, trained in this type of this type of um, program. But a lot of rich people are doing this. You know, a lot of rich people are like letting their money grow in multitudes of ways at the same time. You know, they're being very smart and methodical about their about their moves. And so it's important to see if there's a way to, it's important to not, not to see if there's a way, but to determine what you have, like whether it's a service, whether it's you as a person. If you have nothing else, I say you have, I ain't got nothing, I ain't got nothing. Well, you have your story. You have a story that could be valuable to someone. People read books and read stories because they don't want to bump their heads on the same thing that, you know, somebody else goes through. So no matter what, if you're watching this, you've gone through something that, it could be valuably valuable or shared. Now, how you share it, that's up to you. Whether it's a song, a podcast, a, a show, an idea, an art piece, that's how you show. Like you can show in, in a whole company, a company based on preventing these situations with a solution, or you know, there's so many things that your own life can inspire, can inspire a, a entire company. Um, that dog Amir says, "Rock, hello, that dog." 
Um, Kodak says, what's up, what up, Rock? Hello, Kodak, good to see ya. Um, what up to you? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's super important to, to understand that your like if your money's just sitting in a bank somewhere, if your money's just if you're just not thinking like, oh well I get something this I get something next month, I get something like people are learning the hard way right now. If they're living paycheck to paycheck, these companies are saying, Oh well we gotta pull back and to us you're just a number. You know, you work in this department and we're gonna lay off this department about forty percent just to like, you know, trim off the fat and you can end up being part of that fat. You can end up being part of the fat that they think they can they can lay off. You know, it's not even personal. They're running their company. But imagine if it was your company, you have to make those types of decisions. Are you going to care too much about whatever these people are going through? Not if your whole company can fall apart. Some of us take it so personally, like, oh, they did me wrong. They got rid of me. Like, da, 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 da. like okay, well, they have to make decisions to protect the entire company so that the whole thing doesn't go down. And some people can be on the chopping block for those situations. That's why having your own company, your own business give you some leverage. You can still have a job too. You can have a job, but that could be one of your side things. You know, you can have, even if your job's going well, you're like, I'm not getting fired. I'm good. I'm good. You still want to have something happening just to supplement in case something goes down. Like you can get sick and have to, you know, need some time off. And thanks to your company, your side company, you're able to have enough profit to survive as you heal and get ready to, for the workforce again. But working your way, you're not going to work your way to richness. Like, these companies aren't going to let you be rich. Like, think about that. Their whole goal is to be rich. These companies don't have an interest in you being too rich because then you're going to leave. You're going to lose a good worker. You know? That's not their goal. Like, you have to do things outside of the job. I'm not saying they can't be a part of what helps to fuel your future richness. But it's not going to be the reason you're rich, you know? Um, Kodak says, what up, Rock? Hey, Kodak. And then I said, um, it's always it's always good to have savings. Um, yeah, it's good to have some liquid money. It's good to have liquid money for sure. But also have most of your money work for you as much as you can. Um, Kodak says, the system is rigged to keep you poor and scrambling for work. That is a major fact right there. That's a major fact. And we have to recognize that and be this understanding of that so that we're not taken internally. The worst part about the rig system is that people look at their situation and they instantly take it personally to the point of like, oh, it's my fault. I didn't work hard enough and that's why we're struggling and da, da, da. And they could have worked 80 hours that week. They could have been like just working their bone, their um, their fingers to the bone, but yet they still feel like, oh, it's my fault. I didn't work hard enough to provide for my family and that's why we don't have this, we don't have that. No, hard work is not what makes you rich. If that's the case, then the maids and the um, and the like lawnmower people and the mechanics, they would be the richest of the richest because they work so hard. Like that is a lot of intensive labor. The construction workers, you would think they would be, if that, was, if that was true, these construction workers would all be millionaires. You think they'd be out there, you know, doing construction if they're millionaires? If they're like having to be in the hot sun and just working, like injuring themselves and just, being paid so little if that was made them a millionaire? No, they would not be out there anymore. But if hard work did pay that way, then they would be, they would be the first ones rich. So it's not about hard work, it's about smart work, and it's about 
find, um, it's about like seeing the bigger picture of how money itself works. That's a challenging people thing for some people. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna post this video about money. I post, I sent it to my bestie today. She loved it. But I'm gonna post it to my people on, on, um, on TikTok. I'm gonna post it right now, actually. So if you wanna, not TikTok on Twitter. Um, if you want to see this video, I'm gonna post it up. It has to do with Ducktales movie, and it this really describes money in a way that I feel like a lot of us don't see it this way or don't see, you know, how the importance of money and, and how it's like, how the system actually works. Like, this is going to open a lot of people's eyes. Um, hold on, let me see, reply. I need to copy this. Messed up. Okay, here we go. I'm copying it. I'm sending it to my Twitter. Go to my Twitter at Pop Rock Mercury right now, or afterward whenever you whenever you're watching this. Um, and I'm posting it right now. And I'm just gonna post. There we go. So it's up right now. There we go. So check it out. It is super. It's super deep. It talks about like the like how your money just can't sit in a vault. You know, if you got no Scrooge McDuck. He's like the rich one, the rich character on the DuckTales movie. And, you know, he's talked about you can't just have your money sitting in a vault thinking that it's going to make more. Like, he has his money rotating. Money needs to continue rotating. And, like, so this, tra this is a transfer of wealth. This is not the money that's going into thin air. A lot of people think of recession as, like, oh, the money's gone. Like, where did the money go? It's just, it's gone in thin air. It's like a magic trick. Oh, money was here. Money's gone now. You know, profit's here. Profit's gone. No. The money's being transferred to a place to whoever was prepared to take that transfer in. Whoever had the capital, the liquid money, the whatever it is, the, the time, the, the expertise, the knowledge about it. Whoever had that, that's where that wealth is being transferred to. Whoever chose ignorance, whoever didn't have, you know, whoever doesn't have the, um, the foresight to predict that or to like, you know, make moves based on it. They're the ones who are losing the money. They're losing the funds. You know, that's being transferred outside of them. But that doesn't mean that the money's going into thin air. It's somebody's getting rich in these times. Very rich. You know, off of our back, off of the, like the average person's back. Let's see. LOL, it's not, Kodak says, LOL, it's not personal, but it's not their fault. They're holding all the play cards. I mean, yeah, it is a big part to that. And then Kodak says, I did plumbing for five months and quit. I'm going back to security. Um, I see, okay. In security, you're kind of working for yourself in a way because a lot of security workers are contractors. So it's almost a business. Well, not almost, it is a business, depending on how you're, how you're contracted. Unless you work for a company and you only work for them. A lot of security guards are um, their contractors and they can make a branded business out of that, you know? They can brand themselves so well that they, they end up not being the only one working security. They have other people who fill in for them and, you know, help to keep their brand of their security going. Let's see. Codex said they seem to use cannon fodder, human waste. Wow. Um, I think the stock market, the stock system is really bad right now, though I don't think it's wise to invest at the moment. Um, if the stock market is really bad or low right now, 
that's one of the best times to invest. You know, how's it, you want to buy when it's going to be more affordable. You know, so when it goes back up, you know, you have... Then now it depends on the company, because it all depends on, like, predicting how a company's going to maneuver through a dark time like this. Will they survive this? I've seen even huge companies fall during these kind of moments, because they didn't have, like, a plan for this. They weren't planning on losing so much of their profit, and they also had a fail-safe where they were just going to sell the whole company if things go down, you know? And people who only think that way, that they're just like, oh, well, I'm just going to sell everything, like, I'm not going to try to save the company, I'm going to say, forget these employees, forget the culture we build, forget the brand we build, we're just going to sell it, you know, if things got too dirty, just so we don't lose too much, and they don't have the heart to kind of restructure and figure out how to adapt to this current market. They're just like, nope, we're going to sell it, we're keeping moving, like, forget this. And people can feel that. People can feel companies who are not trustworthy and going to, like, just, you know, ditch ship or jump ship. Rue says, hi, what do you do for a living? I'm a boss and CEO. Boss and CEO. Um, chief executive officer. Um, it's just super important to, to, like, if you have the, if you're in a position, like, like, to say, like, oh, not to buy right now, that's for people who don't have the money to buy. You know, but, like, it's... This market's not going to go down forever. I see Kodak says, I don't know, everything's inflating, brother. I don't want to gamble with my dough. I always thought to be... I always thought to be pragmatic. Exactly. So you're thinking of gambling with your dough because the preparation for this kind of moment hasn't been done. And it's not your fault. A lot of us... No, a lot of us are living check to check. You know, it's a real thing. It's a real thing that we have. But, like, if we were... If we had the funds to be able to invest in a time like this, there's too much money to be made because there's no way that this market is going to always stay down. Like, where, where society wants to correct, like, the market wants to correct itself. Like, it wants, like, how do we, how do we, like, just continue on a downward spiral and have a healthy country? Like, the market's going to, like, start shifting back at some point. So, we may never see this low again. So I, I know some people say, like, this, don't buy it. The market's really bad right now. Don't buy it. It's like, well, how low do you think it's going to go? You know, because if it's going to go even lower, maybe you want to buy it then. Maybe you want to buy it now. Maybe, I don't know. It's a bit, it's going to, it's, if you believe that this company is not going to melt with this time, with these recessions, it's, you know, it might be the best time. It depends on your, on your method of investment. Um... Rue says, are you talking about options trading? I'm talking about the markets in general, but there, I mean, there are ways to do option trading and like to sell on the markets to, to like bet that the market's going to go lower or higher and make money off those types of situations, like to make, to make money off of predictions in a way or like educated predictions because you're, you're reading charts and you're thinking about the bigger picture of the company and what's you know going down, but it's still... It's still, it's still like there's still a lot of possibilities. Even when something goes down, there's a way to literally bet against it, against the stock, and make money that way. Kodak says my uncle lost like eighteen thousand dollars recently in crypto. Now I hear that a lot. I hear about people losing, but even with crypto, like there's certain ones. Now, now yeah, crypto. Some of them are scams. You they're never gonna get that money back. Some people, some of them are because it's like they don't have any. They don't have any like longevity. These companies that they're investing in. Like, there's no reason for 
them to rise again because they may be bankrupt by then, by the time the market, you know, changes again. But something like Bitcoin, which is adopted so internationally and has a system that's kind of, um, it looks like it's accepted by a lot of governments and it's something that really can't be shut down. But there's so many computers who are tracking it, who are mining for Bitcoin all the time. So it's kind of hard to just dismiss this type of um, this type of financial structure and the power that it could have for the government that people that they'll have even more details on every purchase and will want it to be transparent. You know, if it's not already owned by the government already, which I do believe it is. I believe it is owned by them already and they're just pretending as if it's uncentralized, but that's a whole different story. Um, and then there's alleged food shortage coming. That's another part too. Are you prepared for a food shortage? Are you, do you have enough water? Do you have enough foods? Do you have enough money to even buy these things? You know, like we gotta remember that the powers that be think there's already too many people here. They already think that there's already overpopulation. So they're not gonna worry about anyone starving to death or something. They're not caring about that. Like we need to realize that these, the systems that we're within, they don't really care about us like that. Like Michael Jackson said, all I really know is that they don't really care about us. Care about us? Oh, I really know. Like it's, it's a real thing. Like we can't even, we can't guess for them to, or imagine that they, you know, care about what happens next. Like we think they should care, but that doesn't mean they actually care. Like these, this is, these are people who feel like there's already too many people on earth, and they're okay with losing who they have to lose, who they have to lose, so that they have a, that they can keep living the way they, the way they want to live. You know unregeneratively they don't want to regenerate everything they do per day like they don't want to regenerate their waste or their like the land or anything like they don't want to re regenerate the minerals of the earth like it's just they just want to take 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 because they don't they see it as a disposable planet that's why we even drink in disposable cups like how you do you know how crazy it is to have disposable cups and disposable silverware out of the laziness of not wanting to you know cook something to clean something basically that's the reason why or like the expense of oh we gotta we gotta send this soap to this person and we um we're doing it at DoorDash and it has to be in this plastic and this styrofoam and all these things like it took a long time for us to get to that space where we were just okay just to have a disposable culture you know but, but we're here now we're in a disposable space and so they're throwing away their company they're throwing it's just it's just super important to recognize that the off balances that we're at and we're using it to your favor so that you're not letting your moral con um, convictions block you from amazing deals. You know? Um, hold on, let me get my last braid here. And then I'm gonna answer these last questions and I'm gonna go to sleep because I am tired. Um, I should drink more of this tea though. I'll just finish this tea and then I'll go to sleep. I'm ready for sleep. It is one in the morning, one oh eight in the morning. I've been going to sleep so late because I want to. I have so many things I want to do in the day. People, people are like, "Oh, I saw this kid today as I was as I was riding my bike." Not by oh, he was riding his bike. I was walking like I love doing. I mean, shout out to one person in Hermosa Beach. I was walking and they said your hat like amazing hat or something. And I was just it was a nice nice comment. Like okay, thank you so much. And I just kind of walked through. So shout out to them. But then also there's a kid with his dad. And they were riding on the beach 
um, on like the boardwalk part. And I remember like him saying, he was like, oh gosh. And his dad was like, what's wrong, what's wrong? It's like, I'm so bored. And they're literally riding on this beautiful beach, one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Like I feel like Hermosa and Manhattan Beach are just, you know, very spectacular places and clean, very clean too. He's like, oh, I'm so bored. He's like, oh, what's why are you bored, buddy? Like, I don't even know where we're going. I'm just bored. We're just riding our bikes. I'm like, and I'm like, wow, like this kid is bored. Like, I don't even remember being a kid bored. I remember just always being something to do. And even now, people ask me like, oh, you work from home or you're alone a lot. Like, don't you get bored? I'm like, there's not enough time in the day. You know, like there's not enough time in the day to be bored about anything. Like, I just. I wish there was more hours. I wish I wasn't tired now. I would I would stay up longer and work on my album or do something like I'm. But I know I'm tired. I know that I have some things I want to do in the morning. Like I want to rise with the sun. I want the sunlight. So I'm gonna go to sleep because I am sleepy and I've been up since early. Um, but I I can't imagine being bored. I literally I'm like confused. I'm like wow. But to see that kid, the way he said it, he was like one of those like the little um, like he seemed like one of those. What do you call like those those Sheldon type of kids? Those really smart like kids who just wasn't. He's not like one of those like boys like those kids like ah, like running up like after on after on sugar highs or something like just running off the walls. Like he seemed like a very like adult adult type of kid, and I felt bad for him. I'm like, dang, if he's bored already in this in his kids area, he was young. He was on a little bike. He was probably about um, how old would he be for that? I think he's about like seven. Six or seven years old, not ten yet. Probably six or seven. That's what he like. His age around looked at around that age, and his dad's riding roller. His dad's like having roller skates, and then he's or a scooter. His dad's on a scooter, and then he's on a bike, a little bike. And just to hear him, because like when he when he um, rode by me, that's when I heard the ah, like he just did this whole like dramatic sigh, and I already knew exactly what you know that meant. And then he actually said it, and he's like. Dad, I'm so bored. I'm like, whoa, like, you're just, we're not in the present moment, you know? And so all that, all that to say, like, I've been getting, I've been going to sleep late lately, but I'm really wanting to go to sleep like maybe three hours earlier than this so that I can just have all the sunlight. I want to be just my top best fueled self in the sunlight because the sunlight's important um, for anything you're doing, um, especially if you deal with depression. I don't deal with depression anymore, but when I did, I used to deal with it for, for my whole life. And the sunlight has helped me so much. Um, that's why I go walking. It's just been amazing. Um, so use the sunlight in the recession. If you get depressed or like you or fear is taking over you, let utilize the sunset if you have it in your in your area. Some people don't. Some people don't have any sunlight. I get that. Um, let's see. I missed a lot of comments. I'm gonna go to here. Let's see when. Um, oh no, my uncle will be fine. He's making hecka racks. But he felt, he felt it a bit, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna feel if you if you lose eighteen thousand dollars, you're gonna feel that in crypto. But you know, he was betting on. I mean, if, unless he has it in Bitcoin, then he may, he'll be okay. I think he should probably keep it. He should probably be thankful he's he got it at the space. He should, he should probably buy more Bitcoin if that was the case. Like, I, I mean, I don't want to do that because I just don't trust the crypto market at all because I don't know how governments are gonna regulate it. Um, it's very up in the air what they're going to do next. And I don't want to be a part of anything that's that um, volatile personally. But, you know, I'm glad that he is, like, not taking it too hard. Rue said, it's crazy what our society has come to with the markets and oil, etc. 
I mean, it's been, we're built off of this. We're built off of this situation. But, like, we, I mean, it just sucks that we're destroying our economy or um, our, like, actual environment. But even with that, like, the, the earth has been through worst. And I always say that, like, the earth has been covered in molten lava. It's been covered in ice before through the ice ages. Like, we, the earth has been through, the earth is going to survive. We could pollute the heck out of the earth and it's going to survive, but we won't survive as a species depending on how much further we go with our pollution and things we're doing, just disregarding the earth and having a, a throwaway culture. Mm. It's just a sign of how we see our companies and how we see like this Ponzi scheme of a government that we have. Um, let's see, Medium says, hello, Mr. Mercury. Hello, folks. Hello, Media, ma media Mail, good to see ya. Kodak says, it's a rough time right now. Um, are you, I'm just sticking, stacking up supplies. Supplies, yeah, I mean, if you can stack up supplies, even that's a good investment, because then you won't have to pay the crazy inflated price for a, a roll of toilet paper coming up soon. A roll of toilet paper is $10, something crazy, or like water is gonna be $20 for a, a gallon of water, or something, who knows? Who knows what they're gonna do? Like, it's, they can do whatever. When, when people are begging for it, they're gonna, they're gonna fight for that, and then it's people who can't afford it, they're gonna silently and quietly pass away, and people are not gonna talk about it. That's the craziest part. Like in the past, we saw a lot of the carnage that happened, but not because we're such a like separate kind of community where we, you know, we're used to being in our homes and we don't have to see the whole world the same way. A lot of people can pass away from these situations because they can't afford food or water, and we would never know. Then they're not, they're gonna they're gonna call it another reason why these people passed away. But it's just, it's gonna be a rough time. So if you can if you have a unit position to invest in supplies at this moment, I think that is a great idea. I have friends who work at grocery stores and different supply stores and they do believe that you should be stacking up based on what they're being told behind the scenes. Um, Kodak says they never did care, fam. They always saw us as expendable. Yes, but do you see yourself as expendable? Because they're people too. They're people and they see us as expendable, but do you see yourself as that? And if you don't, then how do you make sure that even though there may be ill intentions from the powers that be, how do you like protect yourself from their intentions? And how do you like, you know, set yourself up in a way to where you can even profit in these moments? Cause they do, they're gonna profit. It could be terrible for us. We could be all sharing a piece of rice and they could be eating caviar still, still even eating caviar. You know, because of how they plan their situation and how they aggress in these times of heavy fear. They love this fear. They love everybody losing everything so they can buy it at a discount. Who doesn't want to deal? This is we love going to Ross and stuff and getting, oh, this is a fifty percent sale, fifty percent sale. Like they see this recessions as a sale on everything, the resources on on they see it as a big sale and they go and swap up as much as they can. The same way you would do if you saw, Oh my god, all these shorts are 50% off? Oh my goodness, let me get as many as I can. Let me get let me get 20 pairs of them because well, I won't find it still again. Before you would never you wouldn't even got one pair because the sale's on. Now you're just grabbing, grabbing, grabbing it up. And if you were to sell that at full price, then you made some money then. It was some good money. Once the market's back up, you you, you sold. Um let's see. This um Codex said disposable cups is lazy AF. Truth. LOL. That's 
That's true. And the fact that we ever made them in general is just showing that we were always heading towards this. There was no reason to ever make disposable cups, forks, plates, any of it, bags. Like, we could have always made material bags that we always use everywhere. Like, we there's no reason for it. But we did it at the cost of our world for a capitalistic situation that we just wanted the cheapest way. The fact that we even call it disposable is crazy, you know? The only thing I would accept if it was disposable, if it was like an actual biodegradable product that had seeds within it, so it was like actually giving back to the earth. And it's, there's some of them that do that, very rare. But there are some brands that are made out of like a, a um, compostable seed-filled um, substance that when it gets thrown away, it actually grows plants. That's a real thing they can do. Um, media mail said disposable only in emergencies only I use. Yeah, I mean, you guys have seen my videos, so there's times I've used disposable things that they send me in DoorDash. You know, I don't feel good about it. I'm just talking about the fact that they even exist. Is like wow, like it's crazy that we got to the space. Like, what's the, like it's this world isn't supposed to be disposable. Like these plastics are going to minefields and or trash fields. It's just mm, not good. Kodak says only acceptable disposable dishware should be used at outdoor events. Even outdoor events. Why are we using why are we using disposable there? We can't always wash everything. Why is like why do we just like we're just trying to sell so quickly? These companies just wanna they just wanna sell as much as they can. So they're like, let's just go ahead and give them this trash, you know, let's sell it. Let's just give them something that we don't wanna like have to wash all this. It's gonna cost more to have somebody wash it and it's just going to be, you know, how it's it's all just cutting costs. So, like, but, like, you're losing more of the experience. Nobody would prefer eating off a paper plate compared to a nice, pretty china plate or something that's just solid. You know, even if it's not made of something that's, fra that's fragile that can break. There can be plates made out of all materials that can be washed and reused and, you know, but they're choosing not to do that. Kodak says the only acceptable, oh, I saw that already. Um, media mail says bored on the beach. Dang, so wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. It's really wrong that that kid was bored there. Like I feel, it made me. It made me so sad for him. Like I was fine. I was having a great time. I'm over here walking without my earphones in, just like enjoying this night and letting my mind kind of wander into a space of ideas for my companies, ideas for my for what I want in life, for trying to like make goals for myself internally so that I, you know, can stop certain bad habits that I wanted to change and, you know, just kind of like shifting or like maybe they're good habits that I want to increase or I don't know, I'm letting my mind meditate and I'm having an amazing time listening to the beautiful ocean and walking by different people's and the music they're playing or just conversations and all of it is so interesting. I could not imagine being bored, but in a world where he's, that kid is probably so used to you know, TikTok, which I love, I do, I'm on TikTok a lot, but, like, you know, it can be addictive for a lot of people who, like, they're just getting instant satisf satisfaction constantly, and so I guess it would be boring to just see nothing in front of them, they're just riding on a beach, and they don't value the beach, they don't value what it took to make this very clean environment, like, they just don't see it that way, all they see is, like, I'm riding my bike instead of going on an app that is giving, is, like, is built to make me, to keep me stimulated, and keep me like in a mindset of like consumption, you know, like they, they, they want 
they want to get there. They've now undervalued the real world. And it's going to be a rough ride for him, for that kid. He has a rough rough ride ahead of him. Um, also, one other thing I thought, and this is kind of messed up, but I kind of thought when they said when the kid said that, I was like, oh, my God, if that was my kid, I would be so annoyed. I'd be like, are you serious? And I'd be over that kid. I'd be like, I'm like, I mean, that's probably why I'm thankful I don't have any kids. Because I'd be like, what if you have a kid that you don't like? A kid that's just, like, annoying and just like, oh, God, like, we're here. Like, it's, it's like a one of those jaded kids. Like, who wants that? Who wants to, like, raise that kind of kid? You know, I was thinking that. I'm like, I mean, of course I wanted to be raised. I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying, like, it, like, I'm the kind of person that if I don't like my kid, that's going to suck. Because I'm just like, what do I do? Like, I have to, now I got to raise this kid? You can't just be like, oh, I'm over you. I guess you could, you could send him for adoption. But that's kind of extreme. Um, but it, I don't know. It's just, I can't imagine having a kid that is, is annoying. It's like, I'm bored doing this. I'm bored. And it's like, ew, like. I wouldn't want that from a person. I wouldn't want to hang out with a friend that's like that. Now I've got to raise this kid that's like my DNA that I have to deal with. It's going to be even more annoying as time goes. And maybe they may one day be so distorted that they start resenting me and start to harm me or something out of their like internalized resentment that they just decided they have for some reason. Like, I don't know. This stuff is crazy. And it's like, I would I was instantly annoyed with that kid. It was the way he said it. I know it's not his fault or whatever, but like... I was like, that's my kid. I'd be so like annoyed. Like he's, the dad's trying his best to have a nice little walk. He probably this is his first time he's getting off from work. You know, I don't know his life, but maybe he was like, this is the first thing he's trying to have a nice day out with his son, and like that's the response he's getting for taking this moment off. Or maybe the one hour he had, or if he, the little time he had off of work. He, this is what he's getting from his son. Like I'd be so annoyed and pissed. I'd be like, ew, like. Oh my God, go with your mother. Like, are you serious? Are you saying you're bored of this? This gorgeous beach that I paid all this money for us to live at? I think they live there. Um, and it was just like, I, like, he paid millions of dollars to get this, give them this life and you're bored? The audacity to be bored? Ew, like, I couldn't. I can't. I need to not have kids. Because I would be so annoyed. I don't know what I would do. I wouldn't, I would never harm the kid for that. I would just be so annoyed. I'd be like, this is not somebody I want to hang out with. And this is my kid. Like, that's, I need, to, I need to not have kids. <laughs> I need to not have kids because I don't know how I would handle that situation, to be completely honest. And it made me really realize that today. I mean, I've been thinking about it, but, like, when when I saw that, when I, because you can't, you can't predict how your kids are going to be. You can want all you want for your kid to be well-cultured or, like, uh, like, appreciative or whatever, but they can choose not to. They can choose to be little a-holes. And it's like, what do you do then? You have to still raise that kid. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm too honest for that. I'm just too honest. Oh my gosh, I don't know, I, I need to not have kids. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna continue not having kids. <laughs> Let's do the next question. Um, you call them, you said LOL exactly, so Kodak. Um, Media Mail says air conditioned kids. You, you said it, you said it. You don't even need air conditioning in LA. Like I don't have, I mean, I have an air conditioning, like a small one here, but I don't, I ever turned on. Well, it's a nice one, but I still, I literally never use it. I don't think I use it this whole year. So it just sits in there. I probably should use it so it doesn't go like break if you don't use it, but I'm not using the AC. Like it's perfect. It's good weather. We're in California. Are you serious? In Texas. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm using the AC. Are you serious? That, that Texas will burn you. Texas will scorch your soul. I live there. You need the AC to survive. You'll have a heat stroke in your own house. That's a different story. 
Um, Kodak says, I'm glad to hear you got over your depression. I defeated mine with books and thrifts, thrift antique stores. I love that. You, oh my God, you thrifted your way out of depression? You should write a book about that. I thrifted my way out of depression. Like, what? I love that. Because that sounds like a great way. I wish I, wish I did that. I mean, I, I go thrift storing, but I don't go as often enough to like have cured my depression. Like, I think more of mine was nutritional and just really coming, like, saying what I have to say to people and then also, like, like doing what I want to do, like, making sure that I'm, like, running the companies I want to run and living my life the way I want to live and not regretting. Like, that really helped me and cured it. But the main one was the nutrition. I was get, I was lacking a lot of nutrition for the way I was eating. Not because I was vegan, because I was eating processed foods. I was eating a lot of processed foods, and I was lacking minerals. Um, and I think that, like, was the biggest part, because I felt the change as I started drinking these types of teas. These, it may seem like a simple thing, like, oh, you're just drinking tea, you're just having minerals, you're having, like, healthier foods, but my whole internal has shifted. It stopped smoking. I stopped smoking ganja. Like, no, no cannabis for me. That was a big help, too. Oh, my God, that was... So whoever of y'all who think like, oh, my cannabis host of my depression, my, y'all better rethink. This is not, you may be depressed still because of the cannabis. You may think it's a thing to help you, but it's, I, as somebody who smokes for, for a long time, I think I smoked for at least like almost 10 years I smoked, oh, like a long time I was smoking. Some, um, for, the, for a lot of those years, every single day. And so for me to say that, and I've I've been off of it for a while now, like at least a few months now. I, yeah, you need to reevaluate if you think it's really the thing that's helping you out of your depression. It could be just prolonging it. Um, let's see, did I miss a comment? Oh, Risky Risk says, "Hey, hope you're doing well. Thank you. I'm doing well. Hope you are well too." Codex says the government is only doing crypto to to start track monitoring all your expenses. Exactly, they are getting us used to used to the technology, and then they're gonna put out their their solve to all of the uncertainty of the crypto market. And are you sad that you lost all that money in crypto? You lost all that. Oh my gosh, you lost half your money. Oh, that's your life savings. Oh, wow. Well, thankfully, now we have FedCoin. And FedCoin is going to solve all your problems because it's going to be, you know, like, we're going to track your real good, make sure everything's tracked so no scamming is happening. We're going to make sure that it's, you know, bonded with, you know, protection, insured. You know, unlike that, that pesky um, Bitcoin and, pes and pesky um, Dogecoin or whatever these coins are. Like, we're not going to lose value like those pesky coins. Like, you're safe with us. Because the government, because oh, the government loves you. Like, we love you, baby. Like, we want you to be, like, we're going to track you for your own good, hun, okay? Now, if you're bad, we're going to shut all your money off. But that's just for your own good, too. I know you worked hard for it. But if you're bad and we feel like, you know, something sketchy is happening and your social credit score goes down, we may go ahead and just shut it all down. But don't worry. Because we know best, and FedCoin is better. We're not on these. We're not funding scam, terrorist organizations or anything like that with our coins, like Bitcoin and Dogecoin and Ethereum. We're not doing that. We're the good government, baby. We got FedCoin for you, honey. Yes, yes, work. 
RuPaul loves Fatcoin too. Yeah, everybody loves Fatcoin. Sashay away with your Fatcoin. You know, all that. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a disaster. Um, but yeah, that's what they're doing. They're just starting, they're starting to, they're getting us used to the technology. Stiff Pump says, OMG, where did you get that cup? I don't even know. Probably a thrift store. My ex got it and I, I still love the cup. I kept it. Mm. Medium, a media male says, a bag of oranges went up from three fifty to an average of eight dollars and nine bucks an L. Whew. From the gas to the water prices, everything's rising. All our produce, all our products are going up. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Um, mm. Just be careful, you guys. Like, see what you can stock up on. Kodak says, "That's true. I should stop caring about what the what the think." What to think? I bought twenty five point eleven acres. Um, about what that think? I forgot what you said. Um, I bought two twenty five point eleven acres. Amazing. My main goal is to just move on it, build on it, and sustain myself. Absolutely. In the world where you can get, like, um, sun powered and air powered, is is air powered, sun powered, water power? Hopefully, on your twenty five acres, which is amazing, by the way. Hopefully you have some kind of running water there that you can get some, you know, water power as well. That there's ways to run your life off the off the grid and have your garden going. You know, I have another friend who got like 50 acres outside of, like in on the East Coast. You know, it's just, it, and they showed the pictures. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how amazing! It's so beautiful. Like all this treery. The tree, all the like, there's so much, so many trees on their property, and then they have a lot of land to build on too. So they're they're just they have a haven, and it's just beautiful, and I'm so happy for them. Um, they're getting that coin. Now the way they got that money, a little iffy, but hey, it's legal, I guess. So it's it's what it is. I don't want to talk about it because I don't put their business out there. But I mean, I didn't say their name, but still, I'm not going to talk about it. It's just something that's it's legal, but it's still iffy. In my opinion, but they have the money. It's 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 their money. So, um, Kodak says that's true. I should stop caring about. What, oh, I said that already. Uh, media says um, exactly. Some kids are just themselves, totally different for no reason. Yeah, that's real, and I accept that. I'm just like, would you like if that was a friend or somebody? I, I wouldn't choose to hang out with somebody who was like that. And so it's crazy if your kid ends up being like somebody you would never hang out with. Like, but then you're forced to because, like, they're your kid, you know? Um, Enat Air says, I watch you often for long periods because your voice and especially your pronunciation are impeccable. Thank you so much. My ex-husband would always tell me that he can't understand anything I'm saying and that I only talk clearly when I'm on video. And he would just diss me every time. It was crazy. He would tell me, he would just try to diss me and tear me apart anytime he could. But he would say that and then he would quote things I said in person and attack me with those. So he was just saying what he could. He was just trying to say that I'm not the clearest person. Um, so I, I, I like I pay a lot of attention to be as clear as I can on these videos because I know that they're going to go up for more people and I want them to understand me. So I really appreciate that you support me, um, Enat. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, media Mail says, like in annoying or buttheads way. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like the kids. Yeah, they can be that way. That's so true. Kodak says, worry about the kid destroying me from some sense of resentment he made up. LMAO, yes. That's a real thing. That's a, I mean, these kids are like, I, like these, like that kid who like, who unalived his parents or something and they were, they were the best parents that could be to him. Like they gave him everything they wanted. He felt like he was too spoiled or he felt like he, like he resented them and he, he took their lives and it's just, it's just like it's something he was dealing with internally. It's just insane. Like that's so scary to me. Um, you never can predict it. You never know what's gonna happen. Um, mental illness is real, and you can't like really stop it just because it's your kid. Just because you've handled it, like just because I've conquered depression, doesn't mean I can know how to teach that to another like, my child or something. I don't know if they're gonna be able to. Like I don't. I don't live in fear, but I already don't need a kid. Like I'm already not. Like the only reason I would have a kid is if my best friend wanted to reproduce and she needed my like sperm or something like that would be the only reason otherwise i'm like i'm good i don't think i'm gonna do it and then i'll be in that kid's life because it's like that's that's you know i would do i'll be there but i'm good i don't need i don't have a necessity to be a parent at all um social credit score the horror lol yes that's i mean it's coming our way. Social credit score coming soon. We're already at the credit score, which is basically the same thing if you really think about it, of how how often your credit is checked for certain things you're trying to get in this society. So be careful, y'all. It's coming. Um, Little House Phone says, are you an artist? Yes, I exist as an artist. I That's my core. I'm a businessman, but I'm an artist. Like, I... I don't know what I would do without art. I think I would lose my mind without art. If I was, that's why I've turned down millions of dollars in record deals and different label deals that tried to lock my art away to be able to, for them to choose what I can put out. I couldn't sign those deals, even though they were offering me so much money, millions and millions of dollars, and I couldn't do it. Like I literally was just, I need to know that I'm putting out what I want to put out. And I know too many celebrity friends, whatever, that got these deals that owed, because they owe the money. It's not, it's like, just because they offer me $20 million doesn't mean that I don't owe that back to them. And then I have to make music that I hate or make art that I don't care about just to pay this back to them and to be pressured every step of the way. Like, that sounds like a hell to me. Like, I'm not interested. I'd rather make my own business, which I've done, and invest in my own projects, which I'm doing. So that's how I've chosen to do this. But I'm, yeah, I'm an artist at my heart. I, I need art. Like, I will be... I don't know what I would do without art. If I wasn't an artist, I don't know how I would survive this world. I'm like so honest. I'm still like, I just, I honestly have no idea. Like when I'm on my walks, I think about art most of the time. Like I think it's some some about that the strategy for my companies or like different things that are going on or different goals I want. But I write my songs and I think of new painting ideas I want to do or like, just different music videos, um, different features I want to put, like just different things I want to do for art. Um, oh my God, just thinking about it. Like I'm trying to imagine if I wasn't an artist, I would just be in a mental asylum. There's no way I could handle this. Like what is this world? I, I, and that's only for and some, certain people don't feel that way. So, and I get that. Some people don't have an artistic bone in their body. And that's not a bad thing. Everybody has their purpose in this world. I think that's beautiful. We all, we're all needed to be together, and I get that. But for me personally, like, if you, you can take everything from me. You can take my businesses from me, my car, my everything, my health, whatever you take away. 
as long as I can still create art, that is, like, what matters to me the most. And people, I don't care if people hate my art, that's fine. I just want to be able to put it out and to, like, to make it, even for myself. I just need it. I need it so bad. Um, that's probably my, like, Achilles heel. <laughs> it's, like, creating art. Um, or my necessity for art. Kodak says, I'm laughing because you're speaking truth, fam. You're my favorite TikToker. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Um, Why Nat says, have you prepared jackfruit as a meat substitution or any veggies that can season, saute, and mimic meat? Thanks. Yes. So jackfruit, I, I personally love jackfruit. I like to eat it just, if you can find a jackfruit that's raw, like a real one from the from the fruit. Oh my gosh, it's so delicious. It's hard for me to cook a jackfruit when it's like that because it just tastes so good to eat it raw for me. But I have done it a few times where I would like cut that the fruit up and like saute it, let it marinate first and saute it in something with some onions, um, season it up with some oregano, thyme, you know, cayenne pepper, like different things that I want to like to absorb that flavor into it, like and stew it in a way. Um, oh, so good. But some people cut up the seed. Some people take the seed itself and they process that seed and like they cut it. They cut, the seed is hard, so I don't know how they do it. Um, but they some people do use the actual seed itself and pickle it or do all kind of things to make it like a meat substitute. Um, I I just throw the seeds in my compost. I don't even know you can do that with seeds, but I've seen it. I've seen people do it, but I just. I like the fruit of it, um, and then also mushrooms are an amazing substitute for meat. If you're looking for a sub, if a, a meat mimic situation, walnuts, soak your walnuts in a, like a, a marinade as well. Oh my gosh, that's such a good meat substitute. Because um, I know you're thinking like, oh, that's too hard. Like the like the, the walnuts too hard, but when you soak it and you saute it or put it in like a a stew situation, ooh, it like really takes on. The vibe, like you, you, you don't really feel like you feel like you're not even missing the meat anymore because you get that texture to it. Oh, it's so good. So I, I suggest walnuts as a, as one of them, and other nuts like Brazil nuts is good too. That's a little harder, but you can do that. Um, but the best one of them all, I do think that mushrooms will be like my favorite of the substitutes. Not shiitake, anything but shiitake. Shiitake are GMO mushrooms. Um, let's see. Media Smell says, interesting, I have never tried cooked jackfruit, and now I must. Now, for some of y'all, the only jackfruit you're going to find is in a can. And a lot of the places you go, if you find um, jackfruit on the menu somewhere, a lot of times you're going to get it from a can. Most, most, more than not. You know, there's some frozen one too, but you're more likely going to get it in a can, and that's... Uh, it's iffy because the texture is so mushy and it's not really representative of the potential that a fresh jackfruit can give you when it comes to being a meat substitute. Like it's, the can is just, it's just, you know, like a can does. Like a can's going to be mushed up. Like even if you have green, like you get green beans in a can or corn in a can, whatever, that's all mushier than the, um, the fresh counterpart because that's just how the process is of canning. So just just know, like, if you don't like it, if you order something that's like, oh, this is, I tried a jackfruit burrito and I hated it. Like, if you try something that's jackfruit and you're like, I didn't like this, just know that it was most likely from a can if it was at a restaurant. 
Because if you have the fresh one, and it takes a lot of work to get. It's expensive, first of all. The jackfruits are like 20 bucks or more for one. Um, they're pretty big, but they're, they're like pretty large and they're spiky and they're going to ruin your knife if you cut them the wrong way because they have a lot of latex in them and jackfruit in general. So be careful when you're cutting it because you can cut yourself in an accident. Um, so yeah, just just like give it a more tries and just, it's, it's a hard one because I, I know a lot of people who felt that way. They're like, oh gosh, it was too mushy. I didn't like the texture of the jackfruit and they just gave up on jackfruit. And when they see the actual fruit itself, they're like, that's what it looks like? They have no idea. And it tastes like a delicious, sweet kiss from heaven when you eat the jackfruit little pods. Oh, I wish I had one right now, but I haven't even been able to find one. I haven't been able to find one, unless I'm at Sprouts. I probably could find one there for 20 bucks. Um, let's see, what did I miss? I'm gonna read a few more questions I'm gonna get off because I'm, I'm sleepy and it's 1.42 in the morning here. But I really appreciate all these comments. This is so great. Um, media says, Media Man says, male, Media Male says, I recently used black beans as taco meat. So good. That is an option. Um, black beans have a little bit more um, starch than I like. And um, I like chickpeas. If I'm going to use any bean, I only use chickpeas. I used to eat a lot of black beans back in the day. Um, they do. They can cause a bit of indigestion and a lot of um, gaseous, gaseous or gaseous gases coming out of your derriere, like farts, a lot of farting. Um, so be careful with black beans. But like chickpeas are a little more hearty and they're less GMO than black beans. Um, and delicious. I love chickpeas. It'll take on any flavor you need to take on. Don't think it's only for Mediterranean. It's whatever flavor you put on them. They're a, they're a blank canvas. Chickpeas are a blank canvas. But try not to get them canned because they're mushy, of course. Get them dry if you can and then cook them in like a, you know, crock pot or a, a, a pot. <sighs> I'm sleepy. I'm so sleepy. Uh, Media Mail says, interesting. Have never tried cooked jackfruit. Now I must. Test it out. Get it raw. It's gonna be hard though. Once once you taste it, you're gonna have a hard time cooking the rest of it. Cause you're gonna be like, wait a minute, I can just eat this how it is. That's how I am at least. But you may still wanna cook it. Like it's it depends on your situation. But ooh, it's so tasty. It's raw when it's just raw. Um but look up the recipe for the for the seeds, because if that's the case then you can't eat the seeds by like by them without them being um cooked. So if you can make a cooked jackfruit meal out of the seeds and that's great you can eat the fruit and have the seeds for the meat you know i just i haven't done it myself but i'll look into it for the next jackfruit i get and i'll try it and eat it on for live i'll eat it on live with you guys um enat says thanks for that no problem i appreciate the comp the question um maracas says yo hello maracas um our local Asian markets, media mail says our local Asian markets sell fish, sell fresh whole jackfruit usually. That's, you're lucky. You're very lucky. I'm gonna find me one too. Media mail says yes, expensive and heavy and dangerous because they are spiky. Like you don't want to play. Also be careful when you hold them because they're a lot sometimes because they are so expensive and big. Sometimes they spray 
pesticides on the outside, so you don't want to touch too much on the outside until you get home and cut it open and wash it off. Like they, they may spray like some quite a bit of pesticides just to keep the um, the monkeys and other like pests or things that from from wanting to be around them. So be careful with that. Same thing with coconuts. The coconuts that like that are ready to cut, like sometimes they spray the whole outside with a lot so that the monkeys don't get them or something. Um, Enat says, is there a hint of sweet or is it able to be completely savory? Thank you. Yes, it can definitely, it is sweet. It gets a hint of sweet, but it's just a hint. So if you add enough savoriness to it, the, the sweetness will disappear or kind of like it will, um, it will complement the savory and you won't really taste the sweetness like that. It, it can, it's not an, it's not like an overpowering sweetness. It's just a perfect amount. And so, yeah, if you add, if you add the right seasonings, you won't even know that it was sweet. And a lot of times it's good to have, even if it's a savory meal, you want to have a touch of sweet. Like I know people who put a little bit of, you know, agave or like some kind of sugar or something in there. Um, spaghetti pasta, even though it's a savory meal, they put a little bit in there to off balance some of the acidicness of the, of the, um, tomatoes. So it's, you know, it's not overpowering, not overpowering. So you can definitely try that. Maraca says question mark. I don't know what you guys, um, Enat says meat is starting to gross me out. I don't know why trying to get away from it. I've never felt that way. I'm glad. A lot, a lot of people are starting to feel that they're waking up to the reality of meat um, and the dangers of it and what they're injecting it with. And um, it's just a cycle of sickness. I mean, a lot of these meats are the root of the diseases that people are suffering. And people don't want to talk about it because you can get sued for even discussing it too much because the, the meat industry does their best to suppress this type of information. Of course they would. Um, but also the sugar industry has been coming after the meat industry to try to like point the blame and say like, oh, meat is so toxic. And it is, but they're not realizing like the sugar, the people who own the bigger sugar company, they, if I'm really honest, if I'm like, if I'm just super transparent about what I've learned, um, sugar is more toxic than anything. Processed sugar. Sugar is like, should be the number one on the do not eat list of what people like do not consume. Like it is the most problematic thing you can put in your body. Um, even more than meat and dairy and everything. Like, I know that sounds harsh to hard to hear, but because it's like, oh, sugar's a plant technically. Not the way it's grown. Not the way they're doing it now. Not the process situation. Like, sugar will feed the disease, the disease cells in your body and destroy your immune system and just, like, make you feel so it's unstable. Um, it's a silent killer and it's interesting how they're paying so much money to put my put the blame on other industries as if they don't that they're not being the one that's like putting people in, into the grave every day so be careful with that sugar cut it out completely if you can i don't even touch sugar or refined sugar at all um so just be careful be very careful with that media mail says oh i only had chickpeas mediterranean style but that makes sense yep it, if you eat chickpeas on their own they have no flavor like they have a little nuttiness to them but there's no there's no flavor to it so you it can take on anything you need to take on like when you cook it cook it with a lot of seasoning so that it can absorb it into the dry bean but i'm telling you don't don't waste your time on the canned ones it's a waste 
I think I have a can, a pan, a can one in my my cabinet right now that I, I haven't even touched it in so long. I probably should throw it away. Um, I think somebody gave it to me. I would never buy it, so somebody must have gave it to me. Or you know what? Maybe I did buy it at Whole Foods because they were out of the other ones. They were out of the dry ones. So I think I made it like out of desperation, bought it, but I would never. I'm not like touching that. Um, Media Mail says sugar is the worst. That's why a lot of countries ban our famous cereals, as they should. Ban the sugar. Like, good sugar is addictive, and the fact that we just give it to our kids at the rate that we do. Oh my gosh, just poor kids. They don't even have a chance. And then we wonder why they have all these different, you know, medical conditions. Where we're eating all the sugar, we're like, oh, let me get some ice cream while I'm pregnant. Ice cream and pickles. Ice cream itself, so much sugar, so much dairy, and, and, and like all kind of drugs in the dairy. There's so much in there. And then you have the sugar on top of it, just, you know, getting your baby addicted before it's even born. And then the pickles, you know, you have a GMO type of pickle, um, cucumber that you put in um, a vinegar substance that vinegar eats away the body. So then you have vinegar, then you have table salt in the pickles, which is raising the blood pressure up and, to and toxifying the blood. You just have this whole mess. And I'm just using that example because that's something that a lot of women, women crave. They're like, I want pickles and ice cream or something. Like they, it's just something that, you know, enough people think that. They want those savory and that they want that salty with the sweet. And, you know, there's ways to do that with, you know, instead of using vinegar, you can get an organic cucumber, put some key lime in there, let the key lime sit on there and like let it pickle itself on there with some sea salt. You know, make some, make some um, coconut milk ice cream. There's some that like, coconut, coconut dream has that. Like, you can have the same texture, the same flavor, but just not with these toxic foods. Like these, they're they're not telling us this for a reason. Like they want you to be sick because they make money off of pharmaceutical industry. It's like that's who runs it all. But sugar is like, sugar is ooh. Um, why Nat says, I practice keto, which isn't the healthiest. Keto's a scam, in my opinion. I'm not a dietitian, but keto is a scam. I told my one of my friends who was going gung-ho on keto. He was like, keto, keto got me shredded. Keto got me this. I'm like, you are, you're about to be so sick. And little, what happened next? He got sick. So, um, but he was so about it. Like, keto, keto, keto. Everything was keto. Ah. I'm like, wow. Um, he said, which isn't the healthiest, but I need weight loss. Now I'm wanting to cut meat out. I hope you do choose that. But cutting sugar out will may even help even more with weight loss. Um, user Meg says, my thoughts on soda. Well, most of the soda is syrup, which is the big issue, corn syrup. Um, and then on top of that, you have carbonation, which carbonation literally breaks down and dissolves the density of your bones. You know, that's the chemical the chemical they use to make it fizzy. So you have a double whammy. You have all the sugar, processed sugar, like corn, corn syrup. Then you have all these food colorings and all the other things to make it a soda. And then you have the carbonation just tearing, just eating your body away from the inside. So my thoughts on soda, and it's, it's rough because, I'm sorry, my ear. It's rough because like, I've done a lot of soda commercials. Oh my God, I've done a lot of them. In my, in my days of being an actor, 
But I was doing them because that was my job. Like I had, it was my job. I had to pay, I had to pay my bills, I had to pay my car, my, my house, my house note. I had, to, I had to pay my stuff at the time. I didn't have my own company at that time, so I've done so many soda commercials. So I feel like weird saying all this. I don't have to drink so many sodas for those commercials because what they don't tell you is that you actually have to drink those sodas. Um, with the food, you can spit it out. But with the sodas, the way the shot is going, like the way you do the shots of like to to do a campaign, you have to be drinking it. Like it, that's the only way it can pour that way and. You have to be swallowing as it's going down. You can't like just spit it out after because otherwise you're not gonna be able to smile afterwards. You have to be like. <sighs> Pepsi, you know, all that mess. And I feel bad for having to like sell those things so long. But yeah, I do not support those fructoses and these, as I think it's toxic and it's crazy how much, how much soda people drink. People are like, I drink a Diet Coke every day. I'm like, wow, you're eating aspartame? Don't fall for that no sugar situation, but it's still sweet. Ooh, it's so sweet, but there's no sugar in here. Aspartame is, ooh, aspartame is like a demonic substance. It's crazy what, they, what they're allowed to put in foods. But like you said, other countries don't allow, allow these things. Um... see thoughts on so um why not says avoiding both carbs and meat is going to be difficult for me but my body is wanting to cut meat so bad now when it comes to carbs there are healthy grains like there's quinoa there's wild rice there's um amaranth um there's some other ones too out there i'm trying to think of other ones that are out there like burrow bananas are kind of a carb I know they don't seem like it, but they're really thick. They, they taste like potatoes, the texture of potatoes, but they're so delicious. And that could be a carb for you. Like, you don't have to eat those other carbs. Media Mail says, sorry, that's an accident. Oh, you put a lot of words in there. Um, Leaned on the buttons. Okay, no worries, Media Mail. That's a lot of random words. I was like, I, wanted, I was like is there a code in there? There might be a code in that. <laughs> um, Why Not says, I reached my weight loss. So I'm done with keto, good. Now deciding to be vegetarian while still no carbs. Um, like I said, like the more you think of no something, then it's gonna be harder to, to stop it, but think of replacing these foods. Like, if you can have these carbs, like they're, they're gonna process differently. Quinoa and um, amaranth and wild rice is a different process. Like rice itself is still GMO, but wild rice is a whole different story. And your body like can, fuel itself from these these types of things. So think of replacing more than no this and no that. That can be very helpful. Um, why not says, thank you for all this advice and guidance. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for these questions. I mean, I'm sure this, this is the video, so I'm gonna you know, be, I'm be posting this. And so I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people are gonna be very thankful you asked these questions and that we got to discuss it. Because um, there, there are a lot of people that are going through the same thing. They're, they're really working on trying to shift their health and take their health into their own hands and, you know, and live longer and live healthier and all these kind of things. So, again, I'm not a dietitian. I'm just an artist discussing what I feel like is I've learned in the, in the health world. I got to say that legally. Um, but I'm very passionate about health. But I'm not a doctor. I'm not any part of 
into these legal things, you know. I'm just letting you know what I've experienced and what has shifted my life for the better. Um, so thank you so much, you guys, for joining in. I'm going to pass out now. Oh, my God, it's one fifty-seven now. Ooh, I want to tell to my bed. My bed is calling my name. My bed is calling my name. Um, so you guys have a wonderful night. Um, get lots of or morning, I guess. Have a great, great morning. I'm excited for tomorrow's meal already. I'm not about to cook tonight. I'm just going to let this tea do its thing. And I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> See, smart. Um, media says smart disclosure at the end. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm protecting myself. I, I, I own companies. I don't need to be sued. <laughs> so I'm like, let me protect myself all the time. Um, thank you, Why Not? Uh, for being here. Thank you, Media Mail. See you guys later. Rock on, Mercuryans. Um, link in the bio for rockmercury.com if you want to see my music or any merchandise. There's a lot of different designs. I designed everything on there. Um, I have different partners on there. I'm going to be adjusting the partners I have on there because I have made some changes to what I want to promote. Um, so just bear with me. They're, they're on there now, so if you want to use some of those, they're, they're, some of them are good, but like some of them I'm going to be removing just based on my morals at this time and what I feel like I want to support as I get more of a following. Um, but supporters, I just don't want them to be led astray. So I'm, I'm trying to be very conscious with who I partner with. And some of the people on there, I do not no longer really support their products. So mainly, to be honest, it's a, mainly it's a, it's the cannabis company that's been a good company to me for a lot of years, but it's just, I don't, I don't consume cannabis at all anymore and then also there's a wine company on there that I had a really hard time going back and forth with because I like support Gary V so much um, I really am thankful for him he's really been a, a, a great influence on my life and I don't I feel sad that I have to like take his company over there because it's wine and I don't want people to think that I support any alcohol consumption at all because I don't even if it's wine um so I just need to take it off there. And it's like, ah, oh, it's a tough thing. It's like, because I want to support him and his father. It's his father's company. And they gave me, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador with them. So it's just, it's a tough one. Because um, I'm thankful that they even let me do that. They're, they're one of my first, like, real sponsors. But I got to do what's right for my community. And if I have it on my site, then people are going to be like, oh, well, he's okay with wine. He's okay with this. And I'm just not. I think wine has ruined a lot of people's lives. I think um, alcohol in general has been the death of so many, and I can't stand by and be like, oh, yay, you know? So it's just very much important to, um, very much important to recognize what really matters so I can support my people, people the right way. Um, all right, thank you so much, Bacchus and Mercuryans. Have a great night. I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm, I'm done. Peace out. Wait, uh, wait, one thing. We Why Not says, I want to leave off letting you know I will be trying jackfruit and mushrooms instead of meat. Yes. And don't forget walnuts. You may like that even more, too, because there's a lot of fat content in walnuts. And we love the good flavor of a fat when it's, um, when it's like, sauteed and stuff. So that might that'd be a good one, too. You can add it all together. So And don't be trying to think that it's supposed to taste like meat. Like, just let it be what it is. And enjoy as it is. Enjoy the the feeling, feel the feel um, the fullness that you feel after eating it. You know, like sometimes if you try to make it like, oh, it's not like meat. Yeah, it's not like meat. Then it can 
it can affect your enjoyment of the food. So do your best with that. And then uh, when you're cooking it, grapeseed oil or avocado oil are the main ones I cook with. And then for a salad, you can use olive oil if you want, a really high-grade olive oil. But yeah, don't cook with olive oil if you can. And just like have it, you know, raw or something. So anyways, rock, rock on, Mercury, and see y'all tomorrow. Bye. Or to, later on today because it's already 2 in the morning. Bye.